say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. And the people were reporting it to his father. They say they said they saw a flying object in the sky, not an airplane, round, lit up in silver, and they it was landing in the fields and taking off, and his father thought it was a bunch of baloney. Yes. <laughs> That's a bunch of malarkey. Here's a bucket of fries. Yes! You had me at bucket. You have the um, aggressive snots. So here's some hamburger and fries. And also, what casket do you want? Hey, I only come for Christmas. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the last episode of season three of Wait. What? With me, your host, Elaine Cheney. And joining me today is someone you all know and love who has come back to redeem herself. Debbie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having <laughs> me back. I understood the assignment this time. <laughs> I am ready to go. I think it's perfect that, that you're we're ending on this note where it's like you get to redeem yourself. Yeah, full, full circle. And you start the new year totally fresh and understanding the assignment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we're in Studio She Shed. Yeah, Studio She Shed is a new one. It's actually really, really cool. Um, yeah, year wrap up. Last episode. This is coming That's out crazy. Christmas Eve. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what a nice little like Christmas present right. for everybody. Right. So after that, we'll be on hiatus until. Gosh, wait. Let me see. Let me look at the dates. I mean, there's literally calendars all around you. <laughs> Are you serious right now? Um, I should take a picture of the shisha, or at least, at the very least, this calendar that go that goes. They're whiteboard calendars, and it goes all the way up to November of next year. Explain yourself. <laughs> uh, so, I like to plan for things in this way, as we've talked about. Yes, right. And you're this and, is evidence. Yeah, and I'm kind of a visual person. So I needed the entire year as a whiteboard calendar. So literally when I'm done with one month, I just rotate them. Wait, so you erase the whole everything and then do yeah, it? Yeah, so like, so we're almost done with December. Okay. Right? So that's going to get erased. And made into and, and January? January. No, January's right there. Oh, okay. That'll okay. just move up and then the whole thing will rotate over and then oh, December will go there. I see. This is actually, this is next level and it's admirable because I need to do this. Yeah, I mean that along with my buckets of pen collections oh, oh, you showed me and my literal drawers full of like notebooks it says a lot about my personality <laughs> this is the she shed and you were talking about your um was it erasable glitter pens oh heck yes <laughs> so like okay. note the excitement in her voice ladies oh and gentlemen. my god <laughs> i like i'm such a freak for stationary stuff and um 
jetpens.com like obviously we're not sponsored you're not sponsored no i'm not sponsored but but should be should be Um, they are freaking amazing um i get their newsletter i like follow their youtube channel i'm dead serious (laughs) and so they they came out with these erasable yeah it's like like pilot friction you know pens but yeah this will be the last and then i will be on hiatus so there won't be an episode on the 31st, but there will be the very first episode, January 7th. So January 7th will be the first episode of a brand spanking new way. What are you watching? It will be a new link. It will be a new podcast, but I'll change all the links on all the, you know, all the social medias and all the things. So it's not hard to find. It'll be in the show notes. So if you want to look at the show notes, it'll be there. And not that, wait, what, you know, it's going to go anywhere. It'll still be there for people to enjoy. But this is just a little bit a tweak. It's just, wait, what are you watching? Which, by tone, it can be assholey. Like, wait, what are you, <laughs> are you watching? watching? Are you even? It can be contemplative. What hmm. are you watching? <laughs> or wait, or it could even be flirty. What are you? watching (laughs) so yeah Uh, so looking forward to that hopefully you guys will join me in the new show holy crap january is packed with guests so i don't know if you guys listen to lady to lady pod on exactly right network Mm -hmm. but they're gonna be on runner-up of america's next top model who i think should have won molly o'connell will be joining Uh, us um kyle from kiki with kiki if you guys um Listen to my favorite murder. He's the guy I found him on TikTok that does Karen and Georgia. He does like a split screen and he does both voices. So funny and so talented. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. So you definitely want to join in on that. Very exciting new year. Yeah. So the documentary we both watched. We both watched. (laughs) For sure. That's right. For sure. For sure. Um, We're back in mass in Massachusetts. Yeah. I, you know what? I did look up to see like, is was this near the triangle? It's, mm. it's not. It's yeah. not. But it's, I did look. It's it's interesting, but it's also in Massachusetts. Is it closer to Boston? No. Ah. It's actually further away. So I looked at the triangle. It's not that far from Boston. Okay. It's like on the, the eastern side. Okay. This is on the on the very western edge of Massachusetts. Oh, this is far. There. Further, yeah. The, from Boston. I, I, like, I legitimately don't know the size of states <laughs> i like i'm such a typical like american yeah where you don't know whatever yeah i, I like i know where the states are but like <laughs> but i don't know like how big massachusetts is compared to california i can't even say it with confidence that i know where the states are i kind of know roughly west coast yeah, yeah. fucking a whatever with the east coast it's <laughs> there's so many tiny little states they're like, all jammed together exactly it's like a cracked piece of thing that i'm trying to put together. i can't and a lot of the shapes look alike yes they do and a lot of yeah i like yeah. Aren't vermont and new hampshire basically just like flipped and upside down or Who something say they're just i right? mean i i know texas <laughs> right the that's fly- hard the flyover states i kind of know because they're they're big they're massive and you fly over them and they're in the middle 
Yeah, I mean, I think I know them, but also I am very aware that if somebody told me I was wrong, they could convince me totally. right away. Yeah. I would 100% immediately believe them. Right, right. I would, everybody's an expert but me kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah okay, sure. Yeah. Oh, Whatever. that's not Wyoming? Yeah. It's Connecticut? Okay. okay. <laughs> I'll take your yes, word for it. Okay, so we're back in mass. And while I muddled my way through the Triangle documentary... Um, this is how I kind of saw the Berkshire UFO incident. Because when yeah. I was looking up documentaries, this popped up. And I researched it, and it turns out it's one of the most legitimate kind of stories, only because of the amount of people yes. that saw it. And you know what I was really impressed with is that, you know how they had, like, the little map yeah. that they kept showing of, like, where things... That made a lot of sense. Like, oh, it was here, and then this many minutes later, it was over here. Right. Like, it it absolutely tracked logically. Correct. Like, yeah. it would be moving. So, okay, that lady had the experience, and then a mile away later, a little bit later, right. this person had the experience. So, okay, to just kind of sum up, the Berkshire UFO incident happened in September 1st of 1969. And this is a documentary via Unsolved Mystery Mysteries, season, the new one, Unsolved Mysteries, Season 1, Episode 5. So going in, I knew it was going to be well done because Unsolved Mysteries was my childhood. Yeah. And they've been around forever. And, yeah. and they know what they're doing. Right. And they know how to sum it the fuck up. <clears throat> Triangle <clears throat> documentary. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, important things. Summed up in 45 minutes. Yes. I love it. Yes. Right? And this is exactly what this was. And I remember watching it as a child. And even the the the, the theme. The, like, I knew I wasn't going to sleep. Like, <laughs> you know you're going to get your fucking ass scared. What are you doing? Uh, but I'll be there watching it. And it says in the title, it's unsolved. So it's you can't have closure. <laughs> no. Right? You're going in knowing there's no closure. Right. It's unsolved. It's unsolved. <laughs> Most of it's pretty scary, whether it be murders or abductions or ghosts. It's just all around a bad thing for, like, an 11-year-old <laughs> to be jumping into. Oh, man. What? 11? 11, girl. You're watching this at 11. I was watching this. I was reading Stephen King. Oh yeah, yeah, I was I was like all in. I was reading Stephen King at that age, but I was reading the stuff that was like less scary. Were your parents watching you, like watching oh, what you were reading? Yeah, my dad gave me The Eyes of the Dragon. Okay, which which isn't bad. No, it's not real. Well, like it's weird because like it's not it's not scary scary, but there are certain images that are like seared in my brain yeah. from that book, like the the villain evil guy character has a book and the cover of the book is made from human skin Ooh, and like i, I remember vibes. what i was like picturing at them oh gosh it was yeah it was rough and you know what's even worse is when you find out there's a real person that did that i mean oh yeah right yeah my parents did not monitor what i was reading um <laughs> they're just happy you were reading they were just happy oh yeah she's such a good reader <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, because I used to wait for them at the library because they would, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I would, okay. school would come out, I would walk to the library you can and I find would, anything you want in a oh public library. Oh my God. I couldn't even believe you it. You can find anything you don't want in a public library. Ooh, I remember how I was in high school. Now I was in high school, but I stumbled on to Anne Rice, RIP to Anne, mm, who recently yeah. died. 
Um, I stumbled onto her very naughty Sleeping Beauty series. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I have literally only read a few pages of that. And I like I blushed so hard I felt like my my cheeks were gonna explode. I was like, oh whoa. <laughs> I, I was this is beyond what I can handle. I was 16. And didn't even wow, know... 16 and 16. reading that. I can't even... I didn't even know that kind of thing existed. You know, what they were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like bondage. A lot of bondage. Yeah. And so when I... The only reason I even happened to stumble upon it was because I was into Anne Rice. And I had read everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, oh, Sleeping Beauty series. What? And I remember this. I was at Walden Books. Sleeping Beauty series. Open it up. Immediately... Wiener's yeah. slapping me in the face. <laughs> I was like, what's crazy? It's like, you know, you have to be 18 to actually buy like a, like a, you know, a magazine or something, right? Porn. But any old kid with a library card uh-huh. can walk in and read whatever they want. Yup. Or, or like you said, go into Walden Books. They're not checking IDs mm-hmm. for you to buy a book. I bought it. Yeah. Like I bought it because I was like, I can't read this here. And I'm like, I wonder if I can buy it. Again, it was that thrill, too. Like, yeah, I'm basically buying porn. Yes. And okay. nobody knows. 100%. Yeah. If you guys haven't read the Sleeping Beauty series, well, buckle the fuck up. Yeah, true. <laughs> I think it's 16. Like, I felt like Cosmo was super racy. Like, that's what, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, yeah, Cosmo was racy. But it that was, was but again, beyond. I, you know, nobody checked an ID for me to buy Cosmo. Yeah. I know. So, Unsolved Mysteries, same thing. Yeah. Back back, back to the to, Berkshire. Right, right, right. What were we talking about? <laughs> so, September 1st, 1969, about 40 people in Berkshire County, Massachusetts, reported seeing a UFO. It sent people into a panic. Multiple people reported it. There was a big hullabaloo. And some people say, including me, it was one of the most detailed, legitimate account of a UFO encounter. And it's weird because as I was researching this, mm-hmm. aside from the documentary, in the documentary, they make a point of saying that, like, it was reported, but they don't have any records on the police log. Yeah. Uh, radio didn't have any records because they just erased their shit. You know, right. they weren't really archiving anything. But then in other uh, articles I was reading, like, even the school children got into it. They were, like, it, the next day, they were, like, drawing UFOs. And it said people reported it to the radio station, um, but they didn't even say it was a UFO. They were just like, something weird happened last night. Yeah. No matter what you think after hearing the story, something did happen that day. For sure. For sure. So just really quickly, the Berkshire, the Berkshire, Berkshire, Berkshire? I, it's Massachusetts, so whatever it looks like, it's not pronounced that way. <laughs> right? So uh, I'm, I'm not pronouncing it correctly. Let's just get that over with. I'm going to go Berkshire. Berkshire is a region of rural highlands in Western Mass. It it's, has a lot of wilderness, very popular tourist destination for hikers, nature lovers during the summer. And it's made up of small towns. And in 1969, the aliens were like, we want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> So Unsolved Mysteries spoke to key witnesses who not only saw it, but they had a close encounter of the fourth kind, which, if you don't remember, means being taken on board a ship. Mm -hmm. So the third one is actually seeing the ship and seeing beings in the ship, which I don't think anybody did. Either Mm -hmm. you saw the ship or they were actually in the ship. Or you were in the ship. 
So, okay. So, the first person they talked to was the older lady, Jane Green. Yes. Um, she'd been at Berkshire since she was 12. Her family owned the oldest Rexall pharmacy uh, in the Northeast. And she was driving back from Stockbridge to Great Barrington. She was with a friend, Mary, Mary yes. DeGrace, and it was just them. They're driving down, and they see lights ahead. And initially, Jane was like, oh, there must be a, an accident. Yeah, they were thinking it was a bunch of, like, police cars or something because the, the lights were, like, so bright. bright. And there were so many of them. Yeah. Right. And what else would be right? right yeah, you're time? not even, yeah, exactly. I mean, either that or, like, a fire. Yeah. So as they're getting closer, they now can't see shit because it's so bright. They were blinded. They were blinded. Yeah. So she had to actually pull over. And then that's when she saw like a huge object and and like she couldn't see the ends that's how big it was yeah it was totally out of her peripherals right like, it was just like massive massive right like what would you do i would i would shit yeah i was gonna say i would shit my pants and then <laughs> like from there i don't i don't know i mean it's hard to even imagine i imagine myself going totally clammy <laughs> right and immediately throwing the car in reverse yeah or, or for me, I would start going through my reasonable, what reasonably could this be? You know? I would reason all the way back home. <laughs> but I would not sit there and look at it and reason. I don't, I don't think. But they were on their way home. So back to uh, the hotel. Yeah. From whence you came. Go, yeah, wherever. Anywhere, <laughs> anywhere else. Anywhere. Yeah. And I don't think that I would immediately think it was like a UFO either, but I would probably think it was like some kind of crazy government thing that I wasn't supposed to see. And you know what I mean? And like, that if somebody sees you, you're going to get snatched. Yeah. Yeah, I would leave too. Yeah. I always wonder, like when I read about these experiences, it's like, what would I do? But I actually don't know. Like, would I be scared? Would I be curious? Am I the person stepping out of the car and going, what is that? Like, I've, I mean, I've been, like, scared, like, for my life before. Mm -hmm. So I I have, I think, a pretty good sense of, like, what my reaction would be. Yeah. Because I get dead calm on the outside. Yeah. And on the inside, I go ice cold and I'm looking for an exit strategy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, outwardly, I'm very calm. So, like, probably the person that I'm sitting in the car with, I'd be like, Let's go. <laughs> Calmly, authoritatively, let's leave. And since I know you, I would panic because I'm like, she just went deathly calm. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it went beyond panic. There is no there is no deciding if this is going to be a fight or flight. It is flight, and it is calm, and it is cool and collected. Right, Get right. the fuck out of here. The decision has been made. We are going. <laughs> we're going. Right and I think now. that would make me panic. It's like, fuck, Debbie's really quiet right now. Uh, so the way that they have the documentary set up is they're introducing you to like all the main characters. So you got Jane and what she did. And then there was this other guy, Tom Warner, who was a resident. Um, he's been in, I mean, the family has been in the same house since 1835. He's the youngest of seven children. And at the time, he was really young. And he was next door coloring at his neighbor's house. 
which was a whole thing. They spent a lot of time talking about the coloring. <laughs> Stay in the lines. Stay in the lines. Like, like, who is this bitch dang, you were playing with? Dang. And he was like, she would always remind me to stay in the lines. And then the other person described it as like this girl like berating him, <laughs> yelling at him to stay in the lines. And like, even after he was like, when I was done with the coloring, like as though it were <laughs> like a task, a task. So like she was painting a house. <laughs> yeah, because I think it was the mom of that girl. I'd be like, oh, I wouldn't be at her house anymore. So that's where he was. Yes, that's where he was. You know, it takes two to tango. <laughs> that is maybe he liked it. it. I, mm. So it's getting late. So after he did the coloring, after, after he, he did pa- the coloring, after he finished painting the house, he walks to the window and there was a voice in his head very clearly that said, you need to go home now. Yes. Like, just again, what the fuck? Like, I yeah. have voices in my head and it's usually me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what if it was like an interrupt? Like, obviously it scared him. Because he said it was a command, and it was so clear. Like, well, somebody... and he's used to somebody yelling at him to stay in the lines. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't even really question it. He no. was just—he told his friend Debbie, by he's... the way. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> he told his friend Freddie, "I have to go home." Yeah. And Debbie was like, "Why?" And she's like, "And he said maybe it was God telling him to go home." And he bolted out the door. Yeah. So at this point, they go back to the mom, and the mom was like, "Yeah, he just ran." And he said he felt an energy, like, because there was kind of, like, fear because he'd heard things in his head. Yeah, I mean, he's been conditioned. Like, yes, <laughs> right. The PTSD kicked in because it was just like, oh, my God, like, this girl's yelling at me and now something's yelling at me in my head. Yeah. So he's just like, yes. So he's running. And he said he felt like he was running full speed. Yes. yes. But the mom said he was running in place. Yeah. What the this, hell? I will tell you, his um, experience frightens me more than any of the other people's experiences that they tell. He really did have. Yes. Because the idea of, like, not being able... Like, that is that is a literal nightmare that I have of, like, running and not being able to get yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Right? And, like, being sort of, like, trapped in your own body... And being able to, like, see and hear and experience, but not actually being able to move mm. is, like, oh, my God. A nightmare. Like, that is such a nightmare to me. And it's, like, it, so, it, and something was approaching the ship, obviously. Right. So that in itself, too, like, you can't move, you see what's coming. Yeah. And you're held in place. Right. And imagine being the mom going, what the heck is this boy doing? Because he's running in place. Yeah. Um, but at this time, it was, there was a light. Something he said he turned. So he's running in place. And he couldn't go anywhere. He turns, and he sees the UFO drop out of the sky in front of him. And then there was a light on him, which jerked him back. Yes. Like, the way that he portrayed, like, that his arms just kind of, like, snapped backward. Mm-hmm. <gasps> and he said he felt the air suck out of him. And from the mom's view... He has disappeared. Right, yeah. They couldn't find him. Which is... Fuck. And we'll get more into that. But then the next main character um, was Tom Reed, who was not... 
like a resident, he had moved there from yeah, a city. But he wasn't like a long-term local. Right. He was a newbie. He was under 10 at the time. Yeah, and I think they came from Queens. Yeah, from yeah. yeah, you're right. From Queens, mom was mom a single mother? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So mom was a single mother and they um so he experienced something when he was so he was at a horse show. He was riding at a horse show. <laughs> yeah. It's a hot day. He was slipping out of the saddle. His mom was trying to help him. And then afterwards, they went to a diner. It was running late, almost 9 p.m. So it, since it was almost uh, bedtime for him, they decided to take a shortcut home through the Sheffield Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheffield Mass, about six miles from Barrington. And he was in the back with his younger brother, and he was trying to give him an atomic fireball candy. <laughs> Which, very sweet. He was yeah. sharing. But his grandma turned around and was like, nah, nah, nah. He's going to choke on that. And when she turned to face him, she noticed a light rising from the banks of the Housatonic River. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> very ominous. So rods of light far- firing from it. And they all looked and they saw an orange orb. And it said it had a, like it was rolling inside. Yeah. Did it like, now? Was it a ship and then a separate orb, maybe like a drone? I don't know. I didn't get that part. I like, didn't either. I, like this, this was one of the the stories that felt a little bit disjointed to me. Yeah. Where, and I couldn't quite tell who who was like remembering this. Right. Right. Because I they're going back and forth between him and his mom. Right. Yeah. And I couldn't quite tell like what they had learn from each other or what they had personally remembered. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Because they were in the same car. So they were almost like overlapping. Yeah. It was the two kids and the mom and the grandma. Right. Yeah. So they're like, and the mom, you could tell, did not want to talk about it. He, on the other hand. Yes. Was very adamant. Like, this is what I saw. I don't give a fuck, motherfuckers. Like, he was so, yeah. Well, and he, like, he, so he said he was 10 at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And he kind of already felt like an outsider because they had, like, come from Queens. He didn't feel like he really belonged there. Yeah. So I think he had kind of, like, a nothing-to-lose attitude. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, no, I'm going to say, yeah. you know what I mean? You're right. Yeah. And I don't think, yeah, because, you know, I think in a small town you kind of watch what you say and blah, blah, blah. But, like you said, he's probably from a town where, like, yeah, of course I'm going to say this. Right. I don't care what people. Yeah. It's not the first foremost thing in your head. So they look out the window and the mom was like, what the hell is that, right? So, um, what happened here? So she exited the car and said the disc, the, there was a disc-shaped object in front of her. She said it looked like an upside-down turtle shell. And Tom said it was at least 100 yards long. And as they're staring, the car just lit up like it was daylight. And then, all of a sudden, when Nancy said... When this happened, it went deadly still and quiet. Mm. Then it was quiet, and then it was like grasshoppers and cicadas and all that stuff just made noise. Yes. And that's the last thing she remembers, and Tom heard it too. Here's the shit of it with them. So they wake up, and they said it lasted, they felt like it lasted about 15 minutes, mm-hmm. but three hours, three hours was lost. Yeah. And... This was the craziest part. They were in front of a store. 
when they were in the middle of the road originally. Right. Because they were taking the bridge. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, they're in front of the store, mm-hmm. and the mom and the grandma had switched. Yes. Yes. At which, like, obviously you're going to remember that, because we all have a grandparent, like, who doesn't drive anymore. Right. Right. And so, obviously, you're going to know which seat she was in. Exactly. You know? And, like, and... The size of it matches up with what the other person said. Right. right? That they couldn't see the ends. Yup. And the other... I I loved how they described the sounds. Yeah. Right? Because, like, first of all, like, apparently it's, like, the Prius of UFOs, right? (laughs) Right, right. Because it's totally silent. It reminds me, like, oh, I don't... You don't really watch The Office much, right? I do. Oh, you do? Okay, okay. Do you remember that there was that, that one scene where I think it was, like, Andy squishing Dwight. Yes. <laughs> it's like, that's what I had in my mind when they were talking about that. Like, that it was just coming, but it was silent. silent. Like, just slowly moving up on them. And then, but then, like, the whole idea of, like, the grasshoppers and the cicadas, like, you know that when nature goes crazy, right? Right. Something is something happening. Something is happening. Or when it goes deathly quiet. Yes. So my theory is when it went deathly quiet, that was the beginning and when mm-hmm. they heard the eruption of sound, I think they took them back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, they left. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden they can hear everything. No, uh, but they were at the store. I don't know. I don't know when the crickets happened and when the silence happened. Like, I know the silence happened, like, as it was coming. And then there was, right. and then the crickets sh- shouted out. Yeah, but I can't, I don't I can't know remember. if that's when they regained consciousness or, yeah. like, if it was. Within that time frame. Yeah. I don't even know if they know, because, I mean, they lost time. They, they lost they don't really... three hours. And yeah. then another telltale sign was the mom didn't turn off the ignition. Right, but the ignition was off when oh, they woke up. Right. Yes. Such a trip. So then there's another um, girl. Um, so her name was Melanie Korchdorfer. She was such a 60s chick. Like, they showed a picture oh of her. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Right? Yes. I thought the exact same thing. Wait, was this the one that, like, her and her friends, like, stole a cigarette? Like, they were yeah. going to share a cigarette? Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. And this, they, this it, woman. I actually wrote a look. Hippie. Like, <laughs> total hippie. They I were going to share a cigarette, yeah, yeah. whatever. But their parents were like, let's go get ice cream. And she's, like, 12 years old and, like, yeah, I'm too cool for ice cream. Yeah, I literally looked at <laughs> She was, like... Did not want to get ice cream. It's, quote, the last thing we wanted to do. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Could you imagine getting ice cream being the last, last thing, thing you wanted, wanted to do? do. But if it's Even such, if it's with your parents. It's but such a 12-year-old, like, yeah. I want to be an adult and yeah. smoke cigarettes. And I don't I, want an ice cream. I want a cigarette. Especially back then. It was yeah. so, like, that was such a thing to do. So they went to Lake Mansfield about two miles away. They went to Dairy Queen to get ice cream. And then they went to the lake. And they backed into the parking lot, and they saw a bright light all around. Dad looked up and said, holy shit. <laughs> Mom was like, oh, Joey. Right. <laughs> Watch your language. Oh, Joey. Kids were like, what the hell is that? So they start screaming, Dad wants to chase it. Because of course he does. I mean, testosterone kills people. Testosterone, testosterone kills. kills. We've always talked about this ever since we saw um, A Perfect Storm. Oh, my God, yes. Like, that's a perfect example of testosterone kills. So he's like, let's chase it. And the mom was like, it's just a shooting star. (laughs) It was like, 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 
1960s housewife on Xanax just like, it's just a burning stone. <laughs> It'll be fine. And for some reason, she has a cocktail with an olive in it. <laughs> um, Tom remembers. Tom, okay, okay. So she, the sister doesn't remember anything. But Ma- Melanie, yeah. she levitated. And she, remember she remembers being levitated. Being yeah. on the ship. Yeah. Can I just say really go quickly? Ahead, go so ahead. Melanie, okay. Um, she, to me, looked like she was maybe a little drunk or maybe like an ex-drug user or something. Like she had that little she bit of slur. Look. Yeah. And she had that just kind of little bit of slur in her, in her voice. And I was thinking like, yeah, I mean, like she was fucking traumatized. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can tell too, like, here's the thing that why I like to hear and see people who talk this way Yeah, is because you can tell. They're like in the eyes. There's still that original fear. You yes. can't fake that. I no, don't think. I don't think so. That either. kind of trauma of like, and then remembering it, like you could see that in a person's eyes. Where yes. that's why, like when I watched the, the triangle one, like sometimes it felt like maybe it happened, and they were just like they have talked about it so much that they don't show it yeah. anymore. But that that's another reason why I was kind of like, eh. yeah. And her especially because, like, you could tell when she was talking about, like, being mischievous with her friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. She had kind of, like, she was very light about it. And Mm -hmm. then when she actually started talking about what happened to her, she got very, like, a little bit quieter and more serious. Yeah. You could tell. Yeah. And, And the thing is, too, like, you know, with, especially back then... Like, they had gotten it to where if you saw UFO, you were just like, I saw UFO, you know, kind of thing. So that's why I think also it's legitimate, more legitimate, that they didn't tell anyone because they were afraid of. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You know. Yeah, I mean, well, because, like, they when they did try to tell people, it, they just kind of shut them down. Yeah, like, you're crazy. Yeah. yeah, and in a small town like that, of course you're not going right. to keep pressing. I mean, because even as much as I talk about this, as much as I do believe that these things kind of happen, mm-hmm. if a rando, not rando, but even if a person told me, I think my friends I would believe it, but if, like, an acquaintance was like, hey, you know, I had a UFO experience and I was abducted. I would. The first thing that goes in my head is like, beep, boop, beep. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, what? Right. Is this guy? And then, of course, you're thinking of like who they are, like background. If it was like a, you know, and you, yeah. you think well, it's more it, legitimate when it's a legitimate person. Quote, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like also like, so one of the things that I like about this story is that there are so many people because if any one of these people Right, told this story. 
I'd be like, mm, yeah, maybe it's also mental illness, right? Right, right, like, right. I mean, I've met people who thought they met, you know, God and McDonald's. I, I met mm-hmm. people who thought they were a ninja. Like, you know, like people have delusions about things. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? So if it were just one person. Yeah. But, but since this is a, whole a town, practically. Bunch of people, yeah. Right. Because very specific, similar details. Right. And I mean, we're just talking about the people who had an experience experience. We're not even talking about the people who just saw it. Right. Right. So these are just people with the experience. Yeah. So she said she remembers being on the ship. And Tom, the guy that got zapped, mm-hmm. remembers seeing her in the ship. In the ship. Crouched yeah. and scared. I know. She doesn't remember him specifically, but she said when she finally met him later, she felt an immediate connection to him mm-hmm. and felt like he's a brother. Trauma bonding. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's how where our friendship started. Yes. <laughs> yes, we were trauma bonded. We trauma bonded yeah. with that horrible job. Um, she said she was, so when she went on the ship, she said she was in a room with young people and they were just children. Yeah, everybody was like 10, 11, 12. Hybridization. <laughs> yeah. Because I always think, like, people think that when aliens are going to attack, they're going to physically choo, 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 attack. But no, you got to think how many civilizations, how smart and way beyond the... Right. If they're going to infiltrate, we're not going to know. It's yeah. going to be this, like, switch up the DNA here, switch up the DNA here... Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Like, how easy right. would that be? Because why cause a hullabaloo when you don't need when to? When you don't need to. Yeah, like, I kind of think about it as, like, like looking at amoebas under a slide. Correct. Right? You don't try to reason with the amoebas. <laughs> right. You just fuck around with them. Right. You just right. poke and do whatever you're doing. So, and it's just like what we do with cows and animals. And, you know, yeah. we just experiment with them. We don't go, okay, cow. <laughs> Here's the deal. <laughs> I mean, at least... These people tried to tell them, like, I, like, um, maybe you were going to get to this, but there's, like, a, a thing where the, the alien basically tells Tom, like, we'll be done in a minute. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be done in two seconds. They are very nice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They communicate, at least. They communicate. Yeah. Because in the Betty Andreessen, I don't know if you heard that episode, the Andreessen affair. Oh, probably. So, Betty Andreessen. I mean, she went under hypnosis, which I think a lot of these people need to go under hypnotherapy. Yeah. So he, she went under hypnotherapy because she had an experience, same thing, where she remembered parts, and then they all remember being in bed, the whole family. Wow. And there was a giant-ass gap, and when they yeah. dug in, from what she's telling me, they were very, like, you know, when her experience with the aliens was very, you know, like, almost clinical- yeah. Because that's basically yeah. what they were doing. But there was one person who was kind of like her escort where they want, so they were, they stuck something in her navel. Yes. And she had had a hysterectomy. I do remember this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were like, she's missing parts. So they wanted to keep doing it. And since she was panicking, he's like, the the representative or wherever was like, no, 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 no. And they had like a discussion. Like, nah, <laughs> dude, like she's fucking traumatized. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, they are, I mean, if you think about if, they're like they're humane scientists. Civilized. Yeah, they're yeah, way yeah. more civilized than, say, we are Yeah, with animals. So, yeah. So, she... And then, oh, here's the shitty part. And I'm thinking an alien temp had to be here. Because first he fucked up. 
replacing Tom and his mom and his grandma. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then with Mary or Melanie, she woke up at the lake by herself. I know. And then had to walk home. <laughs> Could you imagine? Fuck. Like, oh my god. What just happened? They were like, uh, I think it was around here. I don't know. All these like earth places look the same. <laughs> I know. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's close enough. I mean, it's in the right solar system, on the right planet, right. near the right place. I mean, how accurate can we get? Uh, right. I feel Which like again, was... like, I mean, I get that. I get that, right? If right. I had to put an amoeba back in a pond, I'd be like, yeah, hey, close enough. Uh, right? Like, nearby. to that amoeba, it's all the way on the other side of the universe, right? right? But, like... Like, you know, when we tranquilize lions to do shit to them. Right, right. We tranquilize lions to do shit to them, and we drop them off. Basically the same, same area. area. Right. But they're probably waking up like, I was near a lake, like a yeah. watering hole. What the <laughs> fuck? Right? Oh, my so god. So this is what they did to poor Melanie, who had to walk back home. Oh, um, I know. So she was, so it's, it is quite, but back to, to that guy, Tom. So basically what happened to him, so he, he, he felt himself you know, being kind of um, paralyzed by this beam. And the mm-hmm. next thing he remembers, he was on the ground again. Yeah. And the beam was still on him. And that's when you said, because the brother, his brother was there and his brother was like, run. Yeah. And he's like, I fucking can't. <laughs> and then he had the voice in his head. They're like, well, we'll be done in a minute. <laughs> and he said, in a minute, at least they're exact. The beam went off. He stood up, looked up and the UFO was gone. Approximate time, according to the mom yeah. of Debbie, right? He was gone for seven, seven minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but you know, you could you think about what kind of like they can manipulate time or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, but also seven minutes is like a pretty exact. When she said that, I was like, "That's pretty exact." Yeah, like you know. I wonder if she was looking at the like, but why would you look at the time? Wouldn't you just be like, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like. I, so I was thinking about this because wouldn't you, cause she, she didn't see it, right? Like she, they saw lights yes. or something, but she didn't actually like see an alien. And then, and then he was gone. Gone. Wouldn't you be out there looking for him? Would you? Or would oh, you be see, scared? Is, I don't like personally, I know that my motherly instincts True. would like take over and I know that I would be out there looking. True. Right. But also, this is the lady who yelled at him to stay in the lines. No, so, no, the the daughter was yelling at him, not her. Oh, the daughter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 No, I think she was just a bystander. But if she's gonna let her daughter berate him, she's gonna let him be disappeared. Right. Be abducted, not be disappeared. Like it's like he's expendable. It's not my daughter. <laughs> I mean, the kid can't even color in the side. I know. Like, like you know, really. <laughs> so. Um, so basically what happened with Jane was kind of the same thing, right? Like the very first one, the lady, um, she saw it and she, she came out and she didn't want to tell anybody because she had seen this object with Mary Mm -hmm. and they had lost time too, I believe. Did they? Or they just saw it? I think they just saw Did it. they lose time? They didn't lose time. And here, is she the same one who, like, at the very beginning was talking about how, like, her son saw it also, but yes. didn't say anything. And she didn't say anything to them. To, didn't want to scare them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, which, the, the 
The way she describes it, my understanding is that the boys were wrestling in the woods. I mean, I mean, like small town, nothing to do. I, I mean, there was no Netflix or <laughs> internet, <laughs> so out in the woods wrestling. Just I guess got to wrestle, boys and girls getting down on the farm. <laughs> so, but anyway, but yeah, like so, she didn't say anything because she didn't want to scare them. Yeah, right? and they didn't say anything because I maybe they didn't want their mom to think they were crazy or and also i don't think they knew what they were looking at both of them i don't think knew what they were looking at until much later when people came out and said something right and she still didn't say anything and it was funny because she's like well i'm in my 80s now right (laughs) so i don't care what anybody thinks anymore (laughs) this is what i saw and i don't give a shit anymore what a wonderful freedom that would be when yeah. you get older, like, you just don't give just a not even care. I'm kind of getting there, and I'm I, only in my 40s. I mean, I am definitely there about certain <laughs> things, right? right? I'm not totally there, but I'm definitely, yeah. I mean, like, going back to my 20s where I cared about everything seems like a nightmare. Oh, God, no kidding. It seems like such, it feels like it was so unnecessary. Like, why did I give a fuck about what this person thought? Like, yeah, no, okay. but then I look at like my daughters who are at that age. Oh God! Don't and you it's just so... want to tell them like it doesn't matter? Like I want to just inject it into them. Like skip this fucking people pleasing part. Right. In a few years, you're not going to give a single oh, shit, shit about any of these people. No. Like, <laughs> like none of this is going to matter at yeah. the very end. Yeah, of show it. them the documentary. So <laughs> see this lady. <laughs> she doesn't give that's, a fuck. That's what you aspire to. Right. right. Don't wait till your 80s. Do it now. Exactly. If you you could lose all your fucks by 22, it would it would be great. Actually, yes. no. You'd enjoy like your life so, so much, much more. more. When did I come to the realization? I think it was a slow going. I was a, I, I was a, I mean, I still give too many fucks, I think. But, like, I think I started to give fewer once I got married. And yeah. Because then it's like, oh, I got my own family. Like, who cares what anybody else thinks? Right. Like, we're doing this. Yeah. Nobody I think else. after the kids, like, after... Because I noticed, I started to notice the very carefully curated life online. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I don't have the energy for that. I think also (laughs) when you have kids, it's like you start to realize, oh, shit, my parents had no idea what they were doing. And, like, that was your standard of the people who know everything. Yeah. And so now you're like, oh, wait a second. Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows what they're fucking doing. Oh, we're all idiots. Right. Right. Go to hell with that carefully curated shit. (laughs) Exactly. Like, exactly. good for you with your stupid little snow town. No, I do. Oh I, I say that because I'm jealous. I want a little snow town, but I don't, like, have the energy oh, God, to I put can't. together that the snow town. That stresses me out. My, and Jen, if you're listening, I'm not talking about you because she has an amazing snow town all the time. Um, <laughs> so, moms, like, moms are going to do that. I think that's I awesome. think it's great. I I, get, I just, I, I have let go of holding myself to that standard. <laughs> right. I literally have a mug that says world's okay as mom because it's a reminder to me that like it's not really a competition. It like, isn't. You're just doing your best. Yeah. I actually applaud moms because it's so admirable to me that they can do that. Like my friend Shannon is I love her to pieces. She's a great person. She's just I've known her since God forever. Um, but she will have movie night with her family and sometimes they'll theme out the snacks that they eat. To match the movie. That's... And I'm like, and the snacks look amazing. And I'm almost like, can you 
adopt me yeah. because I would love that, but I don't want to put it together. <laughs> that's like, that's like my neighbor. She's incredible. Like she does all kinds of like crazy crafts with her kids and everything. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm somewhere in between yeah. that yeah. and this lady who let her boys wrestle in the woods. Yes. Like, yes. I'm somewhere in the middle and yes. I'm okay with that. <laughs> How did okay. we get here? How did we get here? I, I don't know. I, we were talking about the lady and I don't know. Oh, yeah. The the boys wrestling and not having something. any Netflix to do. Anyways, regardless. Regardless. So now they're going. Originally, we were talking about who lost time. Who lost And I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> and our listeners did. So um, they started talking to other people in the area. Yes. One guy, Eddie Gulotta, who's the owner of the gas station. Oh, by the way, they did talk to, I, I mentioned it, they talked to the police station. Yes. And they talked to the radio. Yeah. The radio had no records, but they do remember. Because this was like back in the day of physical tape, and they had taped over it. They taped over it, because yeah. who cares, right? Right. And, but people remember, like, people were calling in, blah, 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 but somehow there's no record and of it. And they were calling in on ham radio. I know. What even is that? <laughs> so my, my, my grandfather and my, un- and two of my uncles, like, all did ham radio. What is it? Like, so it's like, um, I mean, like, it looks like a, like a microphone, yeah. right? And a, and a radio and, like, it's, it, it uses radio waves to, like, send sound. So, like. Some of hand radio is literally just, like, Morse code. Oh. And then some of it is, like, talking on a mic. But, like, they... It's a whole thing where, like, you have to, like, try and tune into different frequencies and see who's talking where. And, like, some people, like, have... Or probably still, I I imagine this is still a thing, but, like, have powerful enough systems where, like, they can talk to people, like, all around the world. Yeah, it's, it's... It's, like, early... It's early social media. Yeah. And, I mean, people who are into it are really into it right. like people will put like their call sign on their like license plate it's like their instagram stuff. handle yes right 100 percent. like honestly like it is a whole thing i mean truly people want to connect from yes. the very like even no matter what people want to connect yeah and i guarantee that the people who did that in in 1969 have a podcast they they were probably like this is my moment like this is what we've been training for (laughs) like getting on that hammer and like you know like yeah 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 that's crazy their little call sign and also cbs right i remember oh yeah 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 somebody told me about some trucker song like it, it started with, like, their call... No, I forgot what it was called. And I, I know people know what I'm talking about, and they're going to kill me. But somebody from the guide trailer told me about this, like, hey, this is Niner Niner over blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And it was some kind of song. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? But that's it. Yeah. Because they, yeah. they were giving CB their call. Radio. Yeah, their CB radio. Which is actually really cool for truckers. Because you have nothing to do. Yes. Right? Yeah, like, I would feel like... I mean, as a woman, I would feel like there was some sort of sense of safety yeah. in having a network of people that know check you in with are. regularly and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. God, being a woman trucker. Oh, my God. Props to you, ladies. Yeah, I that can't is, even imagine. seems scary. It seems so scary. Yeah. Ugh. But just being on the road is just, ugh, Yeah, scary. actually, you know what? I, I was just reading some research about like some of the most dangerous jobs and and truckers are way up there oh yeah i can only imagine yeah and yeah and even just the fact that like 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Aside from anything outside of yourself, like the not falling asleep part. Right. In the car crash. You're constantly on the road. And so yeah. there's so many things that could possibly happen. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the number one cause of, of death occupationally is car crashes. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard job. So they didn't have any records. However, with this Eddie Gulotta guy, he said his dad used to be chief of police. Yeah. And the people were reporting it to his father. They say they said they saw a flying object in the sky, not an airplane, round, lit up in silver. And they it was landing in the fields and taking off. And his father thought it was a bunch of baloney. Yes. <laughs> that's a bunch of malarkey. Bunch of baloney. Yeah, what have you guys been smoking? But this Eddie, his son, kept hearing about it. So, like, he knows his dad knows what happened. Um, And he got, like, super into it. Like, he went out to try to experience something, which he didn't. But he got super into it because he was just like, well, if all these people are saying it, it's got to be true. Like, he's he was all in. He was so disappointed that he didn't get taken. I know. I think that's, like, me. I'm like, ah. I, that's what that, it's like me with like absolutely nothing right my whole family all these crazy experiences me yeah nothing yeah i still do want to do a close encounters of the fifth kind yeah if you're yeah. down for that but yeah for sure it's hard to find a place where it would be quiet and dark i'm i'm telling you the the cabin in colorado the cabin colorado. yeah no but here oh but why does it need to be here because it's nearby and it's close and we don't have to plan it. We oh can just my go gosh. like, hey, after dinner. Oh my gosh. We could probably go somewhere in Paso. Uh, there's yeah, a lot maybe, of like right? empty there's fields. Of, there's empty there's empty stuff there's empty around stuff. here. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because when I drive back when I was driving back from Paso, it's like some places are dark as yes. shit. Yeah. I have to go back and like through there a lot and it is there's I'm gonna nothing to, out there. I'm gonna research that. Okay. Then we could do a CE five event. Okay. And you could actually tell people to do the same because Stephen Greer, Dr. Stephen Greer has been saying that on the app. Yes. That they're like, okay, December 9th, we're going to be doing it, but do it at your own time zone. Like, you don't have to do it with them, but you could do it on your own time zone on the same day. So, the, like, the frequency is higher. But you should see the stuff they catch. Like, they oh, catch yeah? pictures of shit. Ooh. So, but also what makes me think is, like, is that aliens, or are you summoning up some shit? Oh, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I do. So, anywho. Okay. 
And then what else happened? Um, they were also saying that a lot of people didn't report because they were afraid of being ridiculed. Yes. So it def- I think it definitely, of course, happened if they're still talking about it. Yeah. And people are, like, coming out later and just saying, like, you know, I saw like, like that too. lady, like, I'm in my 80s now. What do I believe? Who gives right? a shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it, you know... They were saying, like, we want to say something so that somebody else can feel safe to say something. Right, right? and not feel like they were crazy that day. Yeah. So the aftermath of this was um, the town wanted, seemed to embrace the experience at first. But they said after a few years, like, the novelty wear off. They're like, whatever the fuck. But then, so now there's two camps. The the Jets Mm -hmm. and the Sharks. (laughs) The believers and the non-believers. So the believers wanted to erect a historical monument to mark the event. They, they wanted to erect a historical monument to say, like, this has happened. Yeah. You know, this we were, like, one of the first towns to experience a mass sighting. So they wanted to do that, and they did. However, the non-believers are like, that's an eyesore. Well, what does it look like? It's just a, it's not like a spaceship. It's literally just a square piece Oh, my god! And it has a little thing about what happened that day. You know what? I think that I would actually have more of a problem with it if I were one of the people. Because, like, remember, like, Melanie was saying, like, it was it was not, it was a horrible thing for her. Yeah. It was, like, super traumatic. Yeah. I mean. That's not fun. No. Yeah. It would be like if a bunch of us got, like, abducted and, like, you know. But a monument. Yeah. <laughs> remember, you imagine? Remember that day that you got snatched in the van? Like. R- yes. That's what I'm saying. You're right. I didn't even think about that. Like, oh, my. Like, I. Oh. Yeah. I. That's the part that I find kind of gross. You're right. Because it wasn't a pleasant experience for anybody, I don't think. No. They were traumatized it was just for life. Literally puzzling. Yes. At the very least, it was puzzling. But it, nobody was like, it was great. And to me, it's like people who, like, people who, like, saw Richard Ramirez walking down the street wanting to, like, erect an, a, a monument to us all seeing him. Like, You're right. What the fuck is wrong with you, you sickos? You're right. And, he, and also, we don't know the intention of these aliens either. So yeah, like, I mean, like, it didn't look like they were trying to kill anybody no, or whatever. But, but, but it was traumatic for everybody. Yes. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Well, anyways... Things reached a boiling point in 2019, four years after it was erected. The town's attorney assess, attorney's assessment that the monument had be, been erected on town property was not actually lawful. Um, so they removed it. This is what happens in small towns. You got nothing to do, so you fight over stupid Over stupid shit. Yeah. Over a piece of rock. Right. Um, Tom Reed was all for it. The guy, the little kid, the little kid that was wanting to, and they moved. That's how bad the bullying got. Yes. That they had to move. Yeah. Because the mom was like, I don't want to see my kid getting picked on Mm -hmm. and everything. And Tom Reed was like all about that monument. Interesting. So there were no, he said there were no issues with town officials during the plans to build the UFO monument. Um, but the officials was like, well, it's kind of on town property. No one can, can decide it goes there. And if we let you put something up, then everybody puts up. It's just but everybody petty. Like, for what? For what? Like, everybody's going to put something up, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. No, they're just being, they're, they have I mean, HOA vibes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if we let you paint your house an off-color beige. <laughs> if you park on a slippery slope. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my god! So, so like I can 
I don't know. Like now that you say like, oh, Tom was all for. It. I mean, I guess in some ways maybe it's validating that you that you're not a cuckoo. Yeah, you're right. But and also, I think he got made fun of, so I think he got more defensive because at the very end they kind of went back and talked to all these people. So Jane was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm in my eighties. Tom, the other Tom that got uh, beamed into the ship, yeah, Warner or whatever, was really traumatized. He's like, yeah. I was kind of weird in high school. Nobody really like, ta- like I stopped talking about it because people were like, okay, whatever. Yeah, oh, and he said like I didn't date girl, like I, I didn't date anybody. I know. I know. And then he he had to like paint it to like get it out of his system. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, it's very traumatizing. Same thing with Melanie. She mm-hmm. said the same thing. Like, why would I make this up? This is this was awful. Yeah. And, you know, same thing with Tom's mom. Tom's mom was like, you know, we just didn't talk about it after a while because we had to move. Da, da, da. But Tom, Tom, yeah, T-H-O-M. was not having it. He was like, I don't give a sh- You tell me what you think to my face, but I don't care what you said. This is what I saw. Like, he yeah. is was adamant. He's like, a, the truth is the truth. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He woke up and chose truth and violence. Yes. Good for Tom. <laughs> Good for Tom. And because he probably is pretty pissed that, like, people had called him crazy. Yes. And then later it all came out that he wasn't crazy. So this probably is a moment for him. Yeah. Like, fuck you guys. Right. So, just to wrap it up, what would you rate the documentary? Ooh, you know what? I it was it was really good in my opinion. Like, yeah. I mean, I I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a nine. Okay. Um, and it, part of why I think it is so good is because they did do such a great job of like weaving the stories together and showing how the the progression of the stories supported the logic right. of the story. Right. Like you saw it moving. And the experiences followed kind of the movement right. of this, whatever the heck they saw. Yeah. Yeah. And it was with the, very close. Like, we're like, you know, the, 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 I keep wanting to say Bridgerton, the, the triangle story, mm-hmm. there were several stories that were outside the triangle. So I'm like, why are we? <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, now, you know, again, admittedly, I did not see it, but it seems like the stories were kind of like disjointed, like that there wasn't a through line. Correct. Like nobody kind of connected the dots. Yeah. So, and, and there were so many stories at so many different time periods at so many, like there was aliens, there was UFOs, but it wasn't in the same. Yeah. Like nobody else could cooperate like, yeah, I saw the, the, the Bigfoot, too. Right. And it didn't another... seem like there was any kind of theory that tied them together. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were just throwing shit. That's why I... It, it kind of felt like, oh, there's a bunch of weird shit that right. randomly happened in this one place. And let's talk to everybody who has a book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so there were no book advertisements for me. Not a single book advertisement. So a nine for you. Yeah. yeah. I think a nine. Same. And, and I, because I, I knew it was going to be good because Unsolved Mysteries does a great job. I give it a nine, just like the storytelling was really great. The facts was pretty legitimate. Like you could see this happening. But mm-hmm. also, I like the, the length of it. Yes, because it was just enough information to make it, like to really humanize the stories. Yeah. And to also like... support that it you know could really happen like there was enough facts there was enough storytelling right without going without fillers right because they got a series so they they don't have time for fillers yeah exactly (laughs) 
So I give it a 9-2. So if you guys have not seen it, Unsolved Mysteries, and it is Season 1, Episode 5. Honestly, just go to Season 1 and just look Berkshire UFOs. Pretty easy to spot. Highly recommended by both me and Debbie. Absolutely. Thumbs up all around. Okay, so let's wrap this all up with everybody's favorite comment and review highlights. Um, Today's comment is from Dominic, who's friend of the pod. I think he's like my resident fact dropper and checker. Oh, I love it. Yeah, he's going to share more of his fascinating insights when I have him on as a guest in January. Oh, exciting. And February. <gasps> nice. Mm-hmm. He is dropping the tea on the Warrens. Oh, I'm the lo- so looking forward to that. Oh, my God. It's going to be so good. So he wrote to me, and this is about the last episode we did on the Bridgewater Triangle. Mm. So he said, I'm listening to your Bridgewater Triangle episode right now. You nailed it about anyone being able to put their documentaries on Amazon. Ah. Literally anyone can. And they only have a few actual standards (laughs) for what they will and will not accept. Most of it is based on whether or not it depicts actual sex or violence. Okay. They they don't have not quality. Like there's no quality standards. (laughs) They're just like (laughs) like, is there any hanky panky or killing people? No. Um, There you go. (laughs) I mean, we now that I think like you could make a documentary about anything. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) He says they don't have any rules about whether or not something is true. I mean, clearly. Yeah. All you have to do is get an Amazon is to get on Amazon is. All you have to do to get on Amazon is sign a contract, pay them a little bit of money, and upload your video. Then they pay you pennies on the dollar to stream. (laughs) Thank you for your honesty, Dominic. Thank you for your honesty. I had a content creator contract with them for my wrestling footage. Um, So he has a ballroom in Lompoc um, that he's re-renovating. And it's going to be like, it's going to be like an event center, but he also hosts like wrestling. Oh, okay. And I saw the, because we, me and Paula went there for a ghost hunt. Yeah, I and, remember that. And we saw the, the mm-hmm. gym, and the, not the gym, the ring. Oh, yeah. It was so cool. Because it had that noise when you hopped on it. Oh, that that's <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. So anyways, he had a content creator contract with them for his wrestling footage, but realized that the time it took to edit the footage into a show and upload it was not worth the .005 cents per hour I'd make off the streams. And quite honestly, it's the same if you're... Because I did audible voiceovers, like, to do books. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. By the time you edit and by the time you finish it out, you are making possibly $9 an hour. Oh, you know what? I feel like it's really more like a launching format, right? Yeah. Like, just to get your name out there. Just to get your name out there and to have... Because at least I have credits. Yes. Like, I did this, yeah. So it is. But it's not any... It's... Don't think you're going to be rich off of it. Yeah. Because you ain't. Unless you're really... Daddy Bezos takes his cut, baby. Oh, yes. Daddy Bezos takes a big-ass cut. Also, interesting fact. He said Jeff Bellinger, who was in the Bridgewater Triangle... He actually works for Ghost Adventures. What? He's the head researcher who looks into the location and their history before, I know, before Baggins and his crew get out there. Basically, anytime Zach speaks with anything that sounds like actual knowledge of the area, it's because Bellinger is feeding him the information. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds legit. That tracks. Oh my God. That is so on brand. Um, thank you so much, Dominic. I love all your facts. He's so knowledgeable, and I can't wait to have him on the show. 
Um, and once again, thank you for joining me on the wait what, ride this year. It was quite a ride. Lots of changes. So I appreciate every last one of you. Um, and thank you, Debbie, for what? This Anytime. is like your third time? Something like that. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. And there's going to be more of you, you know, during the year, I hope. Anytime. I I'm just going to drag Debbie in whenever. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you join me on the way. What are you watching? Uh, again, links will be in the bio of all my social media. It will be in the show notes and on the website. And you'll know it's changed in the new season, January 7th. Have a merry, can you say merry Christmas Eve? Have a merry Christmas Eve. <laughs> you it can. Sounds, you can say anything. <laughs> but it sounds weird. Yeah. Happy Christmas Eve. Eh. Merry Christmas. Merry happy. Happy. <laughs> Happy Quan- Merry Myth. Merry, <laughs> happy Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. And also, Happy New Year. We will see you in January. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show, share it on your social media and help spread the love. Rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and be featured in the comment review highlight segment of the show. Thanks again. And I'll see you next Friday to talk about more things that'll make you say, wait, what? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.